podcast we are back again and uh with me of course host a host jeff hall and with me as always my amazing host. oh, oh it in. Uh, i took I try not to do that <laughs> that's that's my bad because i jumped the gun uh, or i was taking too i was taking too long that's okay i tried to time it right but <laughs> but patrick terry <laughs> Uh, good evening, my friend. How's it going? <laughs> Man. Uh, I, could, I wish I could tell you. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure at this point. Yeah. I'm freaking beat beyond beat. Like, I woke up exhausted and pretty much stayed that way because I kept myself busy for 12, almost 13 straight hours. Um, just, always, just always on the move. Um, yeah. The only time I really sat was when I was either trying to troubleshoot York's Xbox issues or um, when I sat and finally ate dinner because I kind of skipped lunch. Um, but yeah, we watched the uh, we watched the uh, Netflix show Floor is Lava. Okay. So it's cute. It's like a it's like a grown up double dare almost. Not double dare. Um well, like, you know, the end. It's an obstacle course. Okay. Um, it's actually, if you mix an obstacle, an, an obstacle course and an escape room, that's what you get as a show. Because okay. you have to use di- different things in the room. can help get you f- from one area to another. Um, whereas different tools that, they, that are available, if you discover them or realize that they're, they can be used, will help further you across your goal is to get all three of your team members um across to the other end mm-hmm. basically you get a point for who however many of your team members are left at the end so okay. so is it like elimination yeah so what they do so yeah so if you fall on you know if you in the floor is water i mean it's colored right. water but if right. you touch or land in the in the water you're out okay so so you're eliminated. So that leaves um, that leaves the only two people left. You know, though, like if one falls off, then you have two people left. So the most points you can score is two points. Okay. So, and then if there's a tie, whoever got whoever gets there the quickest. Okay. Win, you know, wins, and then uh, you win ten thousand dollars if you win, if you're the winning team. So we're. Cool. Each so far, we've only heard an episode and a half in, and uh, the course has changed, so it's not the same course okay. each episode. At least not so far, it hasn't been. Um, but yeah, it's, probably, it's it's yeah, it's entertaining. Yeah, they'll probably give it a minute before they reset and yeah. try. Yeah, it's a uh, man. It's I don't know if I could do it because <laughs> I'm out of shape and overweight. But uh, I think I think if I was you know. I think if I exercised a little bit, I might be able to do some of it. Yeah. I'm not trying to have any kind of, any sort of uh, delusions of grandeur that I think I might. Um, right. No, I, I know there's a lot of that. I'm like, yeah, no, I'd fall right on my ass or no, I, I'm not that, I'm not as agile as I was 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's, it's a great show to watch. It's a good show to watch if you got kids too. Um, I made my kids watch it, and they seemed to enjoy it. York was actually mocking the other teams. 
or mm-hmm. watching the players. Yeah. So that was kind of humorous. I was kind of telling them to chill out a little bit, <laughs> go a little bit easy on them to be all right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So uh, what you got going on, buddy? Um, just just been, I guess, not much new. Pretty much same as last week. Working. Um, still just getting through the, 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 each day of the week. Trying yeah. not to get sick, you know, just a normal thing. Uh, I know one morning I woke up like 5 a.m. and I forgot to plug my phone up for my charger so I can plug my, you know, charge my charger. So I went to switch to the wall outlet and I couldn't stick the, the connection in. It wouldn't go in. So I'm like, okay, what's happened? So I put my the cord from the charger back in. It worked. I pulled it back out and I noticed that part of it had broken off inside. Oh, no. So I'm like, am I going to have to open up my phone? <laughs> like, this is going to be the challenge where I have to open it up. Um, I attempted to do it, but, you know, there's adhesive on the screen. I didn't have a, a blow dryer or some kind of heat source. So I just took some tweezers yep. and I just kind of picked at it and a piece of it broke off. And then I eventually was able to pull the other part out and then I plugged it in, make sure it worked and it still charges. So. Oof. So I was like, cool. Because I already got to keep it in the charger because if I have it off, it'll just shut off and come back on and have 10%. So I'm like, all right. So, right. Yeah. So at some point, I'm about to play do- uh, doctor on my iPhone, get a new battery in there. and Gotcha. Yeah. It'll be it'll be interesting. Okay. Yeah. So at some point, I... I'm going to have that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try that out. Okay. I, I might know somebody. I don't know. I got to find out. I, yeah. I might have a guy. I don't know. <laughs> I might have a guy. Okay. I'll talk to you. <laughs> I right. might have one. Not sure. Uh, then I've been trying to re- finish up reading um, the String Trilogy book. I'm on the last one, but okay. I'm having having a hard time making a dent in it. Um, I believe it's Eternal Darkness, I think that's what it's called, or Darkness Eternal. And um, the Eternal plan Darkness is... and the Sunshot. <laughs> <Back into, laughs> never mind. Uh, so the plan... There we go. The, the Jim Carrey movie? Yeah, yeah. So the plan is to finish this book and then actually watch the series because I've only watched the first episode. Like I watched it and I kind of went away from it. Then I learned about the book series, so I was like, let me try to read the book first, then watch okay. the show. And I'm just having trouble finishing this last book. And um, I've been trying to watch Watchmen for a while. It was on Hulu and Prime. I watched yeah. the first two episodes, and then now they pulled it from both services because it's now yeah. exclusive to HBO yeah. Max. And um, I'm like, well, I got to find some other way to finish it, <laughs> which I'll figure it out. Okay. Yeah, because it's a, it's a, it's a good, good series so far. Isn't it? That first episode, though. Yeah, that was intense. <laughs> yeah, my friend yeah. was telling me about it, like, oh, so I thought you would have watched this. I'm like, I'm always late to the TV shows. When it comes <laughs> to, I'm always late to that stuff. I have so, like, I haven't finished Breaking Bad. I'm like three seasons in. Yeah. There's, there's just so many I got to go back to and Sorry. finish. <laughs> it's just too much. <laughs> But, you know, it's They're on my list. They're not going anywhere. Yeah, man, yeah. there ain't going anywhere. Exactly. So I get to it. Yeah. And um, that's pretty much it. You know, next week is when Regal starts airing movies in the theater. The ten- no, 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 no. Uh, week, two two weeks. Weeks. We're, we're two weeks away. Yeah. So I'm still debating on if I want to go because they're going to show Bloodshot during that first week. And, you know, i got to complete my, my viewing so I can get my free digital movies and Hopefully it still qualifies. Right. And then um, they're putting some older movies in. There was another one that that they're going to show that I wanted to see in theaters because I missed it. 
but um, I'm not. I can't remember. There's like two two separate listings because I think I sent you one. Yep. And then they had another listing of another eight movies they were gonna show the, and um, I'm like, they're gonna get me to go <laughs> some point. Some way, yeah. Yeah. As long as they have late showings, then at some point, you know, get my daughter to go. We'll go at some point. Right. My daughter is aching to go back to the theater. She keeps asking when they're going to open up. I said, I said, well, one, the, I don't know. Two, it's going to be a minute before you go to a theater. Right. Um, so I wouldn't even worry about it. Um, I said, it's definitely going to, I said, I'm still kind of not sure, you know, when they do open, when I'm going to go. So I wouldn't even worry about it. So. I was thinking if they want to do social distancing, you know how you had the, the, not really glass, but the real plexiglass mm-hmm. dividers. Just put yeah. those on the seats. Like you have your couples that are together. Yeah. Put them in where there's like a door you open, where you have the top open, but you have the sides covered in. Yeah. You know, and you can still be able to get out if you got to go to the bathroom and whatnot, but you just are in an enclosure. That right. way you don't have to wear, necessarily wear your mask. While you're there, you can eat freely and talk. Yes. You know, well, you know. but um, who knows how they're going to do things. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you got the employees, you know, most of them are young teenagers. They're probably not going to comply. They're not going to be washing their hands every 30 minutes as they have listed. I'm like, I don't see them doing that. Yeah, it's. Mm. Yeah. Just basically come in with your mask, your gloves, sanitizer, wipes, bring your own stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then, you know, starting tonight, they're going to be. Mandating wearing wearing uh, mask in public, which yep. I'm pretty sure a lot of folks are, but there's also a lot of folks that aren't. Yep. And you know a lot of folks aren't happy Not about that. On. Not everybody's but, on board for one for whatever for one reason or another. But yeah. I actually had to tell an employee the other day who had refused to wear a mask that it was hospital policy, so she mm-hmm. never really did a choice. She had to. Yeah. And uh, she, and she was environmental services. How, if you're working that, are you not wearing a mask? Right. You're the ones cleaning these rooms. Right. And that's the, I've seen a couple walking around like that. I'm like, yeah, you need to be in, you know, you should have a full mask, like full face, yeah. all of that. Yeah, you should be going like 120% on this. Yeah, this shouldn't even have to be, this shouldn't even have to be a discussion. No. So. No. Especially when you get those stat cleans and you got those yes. uh, terminal cleans and you got patients yes. that have infectious diseases and, you know, contact precautions and yes. you walk in there without a mask. I'm like, all right, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I was like, good night, man. It's just, I don't know. I had to be, not, I had to not be snarky, which was hard for me to do. Because right. <clears throat> I was kept, I kept catching her on lies left and right from her statement. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean... I mean, it's, I kept calling her out on her bullshit. So that was kind of funny. So I, yeah. I'm always down for that. Um, right. But yeah, it, uh, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was a waste of time. It shouldn't have to be doing that with people. Yeah. But, you know, it's whatever. Make do. And then I was watching on YouTube, um, Hugh Jackman. Halle Berry, Patrick Stewart, and um, Ryan Reynolds. The, when he busted in on, he yeah. kind of busted on a Zoom meeting. I watched that before, and I was like, it was funny. It was short. I thought it was gonna be like a little yeah. lengthy, but everybody started 
vanishing, disappearing. Like, oh, I got this to do. Got to go, got to go, got to go. <laughs> and you Jagger just look like, oh, man, come on. Like, really? Right. <laughs> well, maybe he's the greatest showman cast then. He'll, they'll probably come on and yeah. sing a tune or two. Right. But um, it was amusing. It was funny. It's just like like all these different timelines. It's, it's ooh. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. All right, man. Um, oh, quick, I want to, before I get too far and I forget, um, I uh, will go ahead and do this now. Um, in case you haven't seen our our social media posts, we have um, we have a winner as far as, uh, technically we have two winners, I guess I should say, um, for our watch party movie selection. So, uh, somebody added the movie Clue to the list of movies, which I would never be, you know, I would never say no to. Right. Just the only slight pro- problem is that Clue is not currently on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So I had to take it out. So, or else that would have been the winner. Um, so, you know, sometimes second place is first place. And so in this case, uh, Murder Mystery with Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston has won. And that's what we'll be watching for our watch party. And that will be Sunday the 5th at 8 p.m. I will have more information later this week as it gets closer to time and everything on how everybody can join in and uh, join us for our watch party. We, or excuse me, the wine came back up on me. Yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, I, uh, so I want to be sure we, uh, let everybody know about that. <clears throat> I'm excited to give this a try and see how it works out. I was really kind of pulling for Hurricane Heist. Um, if this watch party goes well, I think we should probably just go ahead and make Excuse that the next it. one anyways. Because yeah. um, I think the more people that watch it that haven't seen it will actually enjoy it. Because it is a ridiculously fun movie. And just, it's perfect for this type of venue. Um, it's also perfect for a larger size TV and um, to watch if possible. Um, that, and then, uh, made some new friends at $2 late fee podcast. It's, uh, they basically cover mostly eighties movies and eighties soundtrack. And what they do is they take a movie and then a song from the soundtrack of the movie. And then they discuss it. They also do interviews as well. They have one episode where they just interviewed Eric, Eric Roberts, of course, I always want to say, because I've watched South Park, you know, the older episodes of South Park, at least, <clears throat> you know, TV is Eric Roberts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my God, TV is Eric Roberts. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so uh, I talked to them because they were, their uh, new one, had, they were talking about, uh, 80, which one would you prefer, 85, uh, 1985, Sean Astin, or 1987, Sean Astin? I commented 1986, Sean Astin. Because that's when he was in the Disney TV movie, The Brat Patrol, which I still own on VHS. And then I took a picture of it because I actually still have it. <laughs> and uh, I used to watch that movie all the time because we recorded it off the TV and then re- would re-watch it. So I think I even went as Sean Estes' character for Halloween one year or two. So, yeah. And then me and my friends would always, you know, go around the neighborhood and we'd pretend we were those kids. So, 
um, you know, just trying to save uh, the military from having uh, medical or military equipment being stolen off the base. You know, right. right. Typical <laughs> 80s kids movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm really hoping that uh, that Disney Plus gets around to putting up all their um, wonderful world of Disney TV movies that they used to show Sunday nights at, you know, like seven o'clock. Right. Um, where it's just all just TV movies, but they're always good. I mean, Brad Patrol was on there. I think Michael McKean was in one called Secret Agent or Secret Agent Man. And I remember that one, but I don't, I, but I didn't get a chance to record it. I forgot why. Um, okay. But I really, so I'm really hoping and keeping my fingers crossed that they'll add those soon because that will be amazing. And then, um, anyways, I was talking, reaching out to them, talking to them about that. And, so, you know, became friends and whatnot. And um, anyways, so I want to be sure our listeners kind of, if you like 80s movies, definitely uh, check them out. Um, yeah, I th- think that's it. Yep, I think that's it. I'm ready to go, man. Uh, you go first this week. All right. So I was able to knock out two movies. <clears throat> uh, first movie called the mandela effect <clears throat> so it's got two release dates one is um october 23rd 2019 and the other is december 8th 2019 uh, it's a relatively short movie it's 80 minutes long oh yeah so so it's pretty pretty quick watch uh the director is david guy levy <clears throat> uh, there was no financial information so no budget or box office it's starring charlie Hoffheimer, Alexa Palladino, uh, Robin Lord Taylor, Clark Peters, and Madeline McGraw. <clears throat> uh, what it's about is basically a husband and father grieving from a loss becomes obsessed with random facts and events that many people remember incorrectly. And that's from Wikipedia. Uh, this movie is kind of difficult to discuss without possibly spoiling. Right. But uh, the basic definition of Mandela effect refers to a situation in which a large mass of people believes that an event occurred when it did not. So like what I was reading, a lot of people thought Nelson Mandela, which is where the term come from, had died in the eighties when in fact he actually died 2013. Yeah. But he was just in prison. That's yeah. I guess they thought he was gone so long that well he must have died. But um that's where they kind of came up with the term. Ruth is like that with actors. Yeah. It's like, I thought they died like 20 years ago. Right. I mean, if you don't see anybody for a while, you kind of think they're like, oh, all right, they're still here. Uh, <laughs> open them, you know, like, second one. Right. Um, so basically, a uh, family suffers from a loss of their daughter, Sam. Uh, father, Brendan, uh, takes it harder out of the two parents and um starts having conflicting memories of past events and memories and experiences i mean um a little background on brendan he's a video game coder um so after his daughter's death his funeral um probably later that week he views a picture of his family on on the refrigerator has a different background image than he remembers but his wife claire remembers it happening or the the background event the background image being what it currently is 
So apparently they had taken a trip to Seattle for, to see her parents. And her mom, his wife and her mom had a kind of a disagreement, arguing. So he was trying to do things around the city to kind of keep things positive. And they went to a place in Seattle, took a picture in front of it. But now it's showing a picture of like, a, uh, I think it was a planetarium, you know, a whole different location. It's like, I don't remember. I remember this picture because we're posing the same way, but the background picture is different from where I remember us being. But his wife remembers it this way. Um, also, from searching his daughter's room, he comes across a children's book with a different spelling of the title, of the title character's name, which kind of led me to my Facebook post about how the spelling of Berenstein Bears. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the first spelling is how I remember it. But maybe it was just a years of typos i don't know honestly (laughs) for me it's all about the i before e yeah that will trip me up more times you can count right but um a little bit more he does a few internet searches that leads him to a theory called the mandela effect and then he comes across a video by dr fuchs which gives his explanation about life being a simulation and we're just like a piece of a bigger puzzle of many different universes. And mm-hmm. when you start noticing these things, it's like you've crossed over to a, another universe and then your mind shifts to this reality or something like that. Ooh. Yeah. But, um, so I watched the trailer for the movie, watched the movie. Then I went back and watched the trailer and I go through the comments to see what people think. And then one person said, well, I watched this movie during the two minutes and 47 seconds of the trailer and so while I'm watching the trailer, I'm like, wow, it does give away. It's, it's basically, if you watch the trailer, you don't necessarily have to watch the whole movie. You get basically the cliff notes of the movie in the trailer. Uh, but I thought it was still interesting. Like this whole week, I've been kind of, my mind just been thinking about things, like second yeah. guessing something. Like, did this happen the way it happened? Um, you know, I was looking up Berenstain Bear books and um, just a lot of things. Like the mysterious Shazam movie starring Sinbad, <laughs> which... I think the clip I found was like a April Fool's joke that they probably created to kind of go along with this rumor. But um, but as far as this movie, The Mandela Effect, it's it was an interesting watch. Uh, kind of to me, it kind of fell flat how it ended, but it's still I like the concept. Just didn't to me didn't follow through completely. So uh, real quick, uh, a couple of things. One. <clears throat> I've always found the whole parallel universes thing interesting. Um, So the person that actually kind of thought of that type of thing. um, So do you know, have you ever heard of the band, the Eels? They're like late nineties, early odds. Kind of all rocks. Yeah. Mm. Kind of like, I don't want to say like Everclear, but around that time. Yeah. So I watched this movie. How old is this movie? Home. I had to look it up as soon as you started talking about it. It made me think of it. Yeah. Um, was it only 60 minutes? That can't be right. Maybe it was. I, it was in 2007. Um, it was a television documentary broadcast, um, I guess. But I thought it was a movie. It's called Parallel Worlds, Parallel Lives. And the lead singer for The Eels, and I'm trying to remember his name because... Um, is that you ever? 
yeah, they had said Hugh Everett, and then the lead singer of the Eels is, uh, uh, yeah, this is Mark Oliver Everett, which is the, uh, which is the uh, lead singer of the Eels. So his dad, I guess, was the one that was a scientist that came up. Uh, basically, it was, uh, let's see here, I'm trying to get the synopsis real quick. Because I'm horrible with science, but I love it. You know, I, I like listening about it. I can't. Um, let's see. Mark Oliver Everett talks with physicists and former and former colleagues of his father, Hugh Everett, about his father's many worlds interpretation of quantum mechanics. The documentary was shot and directed by Luis Lockwood and edited by Volko Bormans. Um, let's see. They. Screened it in 08. Um, doo -doo -doo. Anyways, it was really, like, I really enjoyed it because it was fascinating. But he basically talked about, like, multiverse, you know, type things and parallel worlds and yeah, that whole thing, which I always found fascinating. Because, you know, if it if it's true, you know, and if it's true and, you know, there are things like that, to me, that is the best explanation for ghosts that I can think of yeah. that is just people from parallel worlds that are just bleeding into ours. Like there's some sort of crossover time. Right. And that's how, and that's why we, and that's how we get ghosts. Kind of like, um, that scene in interstellar where he falls out, where he's out of the ship and he's just falling through like the time yeah. during the wormhole. Yeah. He's just falling through time. And then he, he grasps on and then he's able to get glimpses into his house and that's where he pushes the books off the shelf. Yeah. Like that's to me like the closest like visual real you know, visualization of to me what ghosts would what ghosts actually are. Okay. Because yeah. that makes to me that makes more sense than just dead spirits. It would make almost more sense that there's a parallel world and parallel universes and that that and that sometimes there's crossover bleed over and that sometimes maybe how we get deja vu. Right. Kind of like, like change the matrix. <laughs> yep. There's a glitch in the matrix. Yep. Basically, you know, that can help explain that. Like I was like, I was like, wow, that just makes so much more sense than just, you know, normal paranormal things. Right. And I found that, uh, I don't know, it very enlightening for me and kind of re self reassuring, I guess is a good way to put it. Yeah. It's like, okay, that makes more sense. I feel like I'm, I feel better, so if there's something that does happen, I wonder if it's ghosts. I'm not really worried about it. Exactly. Like, I don't think anything's ever trying to hurt me, but maybe they're just trying to... Man, they just reach like, out. Got, yeah, reach they're out just, or got bumped. I was like, I don't know if got bumped. I don't know. They're just lost, like, man, what's going on? Yeah. Maybe they got solar flares and shit where they're from, and, you know, bleeds they got, a, got a glimpse of something, they reached out, and then they knocked something over by mistake, and it glitches back. And like, yep. All right, what know. was that? Never know. Don't know. To me, it's just as much. It's just as easily explained as anything else. Yeah. But that's just me, and that's just my. But when you were talking about that, that made me think of this documentary, and uh, I, you could probably find it on YouTube, to be honest. Right. And uh, if I find it, I'll post it on our page, okay. and uh, on our website, and on our uh, Facebook group, which everybody should be a part of. If they aren't already. Um. But yeah. Uh, that's what made me think of that. Also, Robin Lord Taylor, I really like. Uh, he's the, he uh, during the Gotham TV show, he played the Penguin. 
Yeah, because I was looking at him like I know I recognize him, so I looked him up. I'm like, he's been in a couple I, other things. Usually he's blonde. Okay. Short, but uh, at least usually. But when he was in Gotham, it was black, and he was phenomenal in that show. I kind of I was really surprised he never got nominated for an Emmy for that show because he was so he was seriously the best the best part, really the best you know the main reason to watch it. In my you know in my opinion. Um, but yeah, because he was just so entertaining to watch. And Clark Peters also was in The Five Bloods and From the Wire. So. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Sorry. But, yeah, but like some of the things you were talking about, that's what the dad's going through. Like he's starting to see things, hear things, and just can't explain it. And then that's what has him lead, leads him to that doctor who's kind of had a study on this. But there's just a lot of things that I want to talk about, but it would spoil some things. And You're right. It's already, a, it's already a short movie, but... And it's already um, apparently very spoilery anyways if you yeah, watch the trailer. Yeah, yeah very I'm much almost so. Wondering if I shouldn't, I'm almost wondering if I shouldn't put the trailer up on our website. Yeah, because I for mean... Fear I get, for fear I might give it away. It's like everything's out of context, but it, it does show a lot. It's just like when you're watching, oh, okay... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, uh, no, I got yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, but I'll I, I still watch. I'll, it's on my list actually. Um, yeah. I just didn't get. I just didn't get a chance to watch it. But um, I'll watch it first and then go back and watch the trailer. Yeah, it seems like that's almost the way to go. <laughs> right. Like I don't. Like I don't think it. Like it's like you know a lot of trailers you get where you're like well you know exactly what's going to happen beat for beat, but it's a lot of visuals and images and things yeah. that. If you're watching it, like, you know, I wasn't really paying attention while watching it based on the trailer. Yeah. It was afterwards. I was like, oh, yeah. So I've now seen this movie three times. <laughs> <laughs> Two cliff yeah. notes and then the full version. Right. But it was it was still interesting to me. Okay. Um, let's see. So the second movie, I finally got to watch Clemency. Okay. And this was one movie I was going to try to watch in the theater, but they, I think they pulled it by the time I was able to do it or... You know, COVID probably kit <laughs> one of the two things. But um, this also had two different release dates. You have a Sundance Festival release date of January 27th, 2019, but then a theatrical release December 27th, of 2019. So it's a, it's, a, it's a longer movie. It's 113 minutes. The director, I hope I don't mess this name too bad, um, uh, I'm gonna guess the first name is Chinonye and the last name is Chukwu. Chinonye Chukwu. Um, no budget information, but box office it made three hundred sixty-four thousand seven hundred and sixteen dollars. So it probably wasn't in theaters long, or had a very limited release. Uh, starring Alfre Woodard, Richard Schiff, Danielle Brooks, Michael O'Neill, Richard Gunn. Wendell Pierce and Aldous Hodge. It's been like three other movies or two other movies that yeah, the talked Jeep about watched. him in it. Yeah. Um, Wendell Pierce visible. again. Wendell yeah. Pierce also on the wire. From the wire. A lot of connections oh. here. Yep. Everything's coming uh, back to the wire apparently. Right. Uh, what's about? It's uh, prison warden Bernadine <clears throat> Williams for many years has overseen inmate executions. Uh, one day, one of these executions goes awry. Um, and from this, she has to confront the psychological and emotional demons of her profession. 
so the definition that I found on clemency is more of a legal definition. Uh, will, willingness or ability to moderate the severity of a punishment. Or another definition is an act or instance of mercy, compassion, or forgiveness. So the job of being a warden uh, death row prison, uh, the job has affected her life in her, her personal way to the point that her marriage is on the rocks and she's beginning to have nightmares and um, her husband, Jonathan, wants her to quit because he's seeing firsthand how things are weighing on her and how it's affecting their relationship because it's basically made her kind of, I guess, wooden or emotionless, like real okay. kind of dead inside. You know, she's she puts off this image of being calm and being able to handle things, but, you know, she's always going after work, drinking with her coworker, instead of going straight home and... You know, other areas of their relationship have been affected. You know, there's things he wants to do, but she's like, eh, not want to. And, uh, you know, things are kind of rocky there. So uh, Anthony Woods, played by Aldous Hodge, is another of Bernadine's inmates who's next in line to be executed. Uh, he's been He's been locked up for the past seven years. And ever since being in, he's been attempting to appeal his sentence with the help of his lawyer, Marty, to try to avoid execution because he, he, he maintains his innocence. Um, but what we see in this movie, we just see how, I think this is be her 12th or 13th execution that she's witnessed or okay. has uh, been over. And it's just, it's just run her down. Like she's just, you know, like you see it, like she's just almost like non-human. She's just like, just not there. Like psychologically she's yeah. messed up. And, um, you know, there's a couple of nights they show her waking up from nightmares. Um, and then she's just kind of having this, I guess, this crossroad decision. Like, is this something she can continue doing? Um, she doesn't really have any type of emotional connection to any of the inmates. But, you know, she talks to them. She interacts with them. But then she also is one of the witnesses to see them right. executed. And, you know, she has Anthony Woods, who's very adamant in saying that he's innocent and had nothing to do with the crime that he was being charged of. So supposedly he <clears throat> he killed a man, but, you know, he's claiming his innocence. I don't want to say everything that kind of says he does or doesn't have involvement in it or not, but um, performances are great. Uh, the only thing that I had an issue with the movie was how it ended. It felt kind of empty. I wasn't really satisfied with the ending. Um Kind of, kind of half-assed. Well, not really half-assed. It was just I would have for the for the, the length of the movie, I was expecting a little different, different okay. way it turned it out. But um, because of how it turned out, I think they could probably cut some some time off of this okay. to help with the pacing. Uh, but otherwise, with what they're given, they perform well, and I think it's still it's still to me it's still worth checking out. Just Maybe it'll have a different viewpoint of how it ended. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I have, there's nothing else, nothing more that I can really add to it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool, man. Um, yeah, I saw this movie, but I didn't. It didn't really look like one that I was be like, you know. I'd never heard of it. I'm like, but you know what? So I've started one movie, but I haven't finished it. So I'm not going to talk about it. Okay. I'll save it for, I'll save it for Nick. I, I will say, 
watched the trailer. I remember watching the trailer, and I was excited for it. And I think after watching the movie, then thinking back to the trailer, I felt like it's it was a different movie than what the trailer was portraying yeah. it to be. Yeah, so that's probably why. More than likely, the reason how it okay. ended was kind of disappointing. Gotcha. Yeah. I, uh, cause I, uh, I, yeah, cause I, I, I was like, ah, that's probably not, for, you know, I don't really feel like it. Yeah. So, of course, <laughs> just, I'm looking at, I, I say that and then I look about what I'm about to talk about. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm, I was like, I haven't, I really am I'm about to negate my entire argument <laughs> on this. Um, <clears throat> I guess I could say that, like, I guess I could talk about how the movie starts. It kind of sets the tone for okay. what she's dealing with. Yeah. So basically, it starts with an execution. And, you know, before this happens, she's talking to the mother of the, the prisoner. But um, this isn't one of those where they get electrocuted. This is lethal injection. So the person that's administering this, the I guess, to put the needle in, is having trouble finding a vein to put the needle in. So tries in the arm, no success. Tries the other arm, no success. Then they go to um, one of the, 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 the mainline veins, and they finally have success. But while they're in the middle of administering the medicine, you know, he starts convulsing. You know, doing I guess doing something that normally shouldn't happen. And apparently there was an issue with um, with the, the needle in the leg, and it, like it, it didn't... I guess he didn't get all of the medication. Some of them started coming out, causing him to act, to kind of convulse and just not, he doesn't flatline like he's supposed to. Gotcha. And, you know, she just kind of, she kind of breaks down and yeah. So, which kind of is mirror to what happens toward the end, which, you know, I'm not going to, I don't want to say much, but, but I just couldn't imagine being the person to give the okay to, yeah. You know, whether it's electrocution or lethal injection, just seeing that all the time. And I still don't understand why there's why witnesses would want to sit in a room watching it. Like yeah. something really morbid. I've about never that. figured that part out. Yeah. Like I'm I've watched like... you know, movies that have that. I'm like, this, I'm sure it's a thing, but why I, I something's I, sick I, about it to me. Yeah, there's I don't even care. I mean I'm sorry, if someone killed someone I loved I don't want to be there when they die. I'm not going to no. feel anything from that. No, it's just, it's not going to make me, I, <clears throat> like, yeah. even if, even if you're the family of the person who was, was murdered, I don't see how seeing the person that did this to your family member or a loved one or friend, that's what is I'm saying. Make you feel better. You know, yeah, that's that, what I'm saying, man. Yeah. I just, cause like when just mercy, there's a scene like that in there yeah. and, I just never understood this room of people watching this person die. It's like y'all get some kind of sick excitement. Like yeah, yeah, it's like it's weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still don't understand it. Yeah, that's mm, yeah. <laughs> All right. Speaking of, uh, it's a perfect segue too. All right. Speaking <laughs> of uh, experiencing sick pleasure. All right. <laughs> uh. I watched uh, Disney's Artemis Fowl. <laughs> sick pleasure. Uh, well, at least sick. I don't know about the pleasure part. Um, this movie is rolling in at uh, an hour and 35 minutes. Um, and uh, so it's on Disney Plus. 
It was originally supposed to come out in theaters this summer or this spring. Hell, I don't know, because it got pushed back, I think, twice. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, Arnos Val is a young criminal prodigy that hunts down a secret society of fairies to find his missing father. The fairies, they have an acronym that's called Leprechaun. I don't know what it all stands for. I really don't care. They're just, they're in green. They're fairies with elf ears and they fly. <laughs> so they, they're they a more updated version of Tinkerbell, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Um, and So originally this movie, uh, Harvey Weinstein was a producer on this movie. However, obviously following the disclosure of his sexual misconduct, Disney removed Weinstein as the producer and terminated its production partnership with the Weinstein Company. Wow. Uh, the movie rights to Artemis Fowl were sold to Disney before the first book even got published. Wow, they took a risk on that. <laughs> right? They're like, WB's got, Warner Brothers got Harry Potter. We got to get in, we got to get our own Harry Potter. Except <laughs> something that's nowhere even remotely as good. Wow. Sorry, I'm going to be drinking during talking about this because that's the way I'm going to be able to get through it. <clears throat> um, it's been in development since 2001. Sheesh, that's worse than Gemini, man. <laughs> yep. Pretty sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or about the same. Pretty, maybe. I'm not pretty sure the lead actor, like this movie's been in development as long as this actor's probably been alive, to be honest. I'm probably no. not far off. Um, so I should tell you something. Colin Farrell's involvement in the film was not even announced until March of this year, nearly a year and a half after the teaser trailer was released and three years after filming had wrapped. Three years after filming had wrapped. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Because other than Colin Farrell's like three or four scenes, Judy Dench... And Josh Gad are the only two people you will have ever heard of in this film. Wow. Um, let's see here. Uh, so obviously it's based on a book. Um, there's a series, a young adult series. Um, so the novels, uh, Damavi uh, Butler is described as Eurasian, a heritage that helps them blend in what wherever Artemis's adventures take them. But don't call him Butler. They like that's supposed to be like a, a he, like that's his last name, but that's also his profession. Other than maybe should have So Butler's his last name? Yeah. And he's a Butler. But don't call him that. Alright. Okay. It's yeah, they're trying to make a joke. Kenneth Brana directed this. I forgot to mention that part too. Kenneth and I've never seen a director that's been so hit and miss than Kenneth Brown. <laughs> like okay. his, whenever he remakes a Shakespeare uh, play, yeah, it's great. It's good. Like I enjoy it. Much Ado About Nothing is one of my favorite one of his, actually. Oh, yeah. And, uh, it's actually really, it's really entertaining. Uh, Midsummer Night's Dream's not bad, but it's I like Much Ado About Nothing more though. I found it more entertaining. Um, I think those are the two Shakespeare stories I've read. Yeah. <laughs> Outside of the Romeo and Juliet and stuff. Yeah. Macbeth, more popular things. Yeah. Actually, the remake of Macbeth wasn't bad. It was freaking long as hell. The one with uh, Fassbender. Um, it was long as hell, but it always felt long as hell. But it, it was good, though. 
so, oh, sorry to finish the previous thought. So Butler, uh, that guy, uh, Kenneth Brennard, who produced and directed, says he's always envisioned a black actor, uh, Nonso and Nosy, uh, in the role of Butler and cast him in that role. Uh, hold on one second. I'll tell you why you might why you might know him, but you won't care because um, <laughs> this movie's so bad. Let's see if I can find it. Oh, yeah. I'm there you go. Uh, Cinderella. Cinderella, yeah, he was Captain Conan. Uh, some voice acting. That's the only one because I took my daughter to see that. Uh, Seven Days in Entebbe. I watched that one. And he was in Zoo, which also TV show Zoo. Um, I'm trying to read that book also so I can watch that you? show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that show's actually pretty good. Um, I don't think I ever watched the last season, but it was really good. Um, Ender's Game. Oh, he was in Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit, which is also why I remember him. Uh, Game of Thrones, Zaro, Zoan, Daxos. So, season two, it looks like. He was in season two if you, for all the Game of Thrones fans. Um, oh, he was uh, Tank and Rock and Roller, a Guy Ritchie movie. And he was in Golden Company. He's been in a bunch of stuff, good character actor. Um, so, let's see here. Where was I at? Oh, Colin Farrell shot his cameo in three days. He's the dad, mind you. Really? He's the father in this movie. They didn't think, hey, maybe we ought to shoot those scenes are kind of integral because that's kind of the whole plot of the movie is the fact that his dad goes missing and all the stories of fairies and goblins and trolls and whatnot that his dad raised him on are actually true and um they thought he was just like a artifact dealer you know but he's more than that and so the bell word kind of shows him what you know he needs to know and he uses his knowledge of what his father has taught him through the years to help kind of fight the bad guy which you never really find out who the bad guy is and it's just, by the end, you don't really care. I'm going to be honest. Okay. I, I honestly don't know who was who would want to watch. I mean, no, I take it back. I don't know any adult who would willingly want to watch this. I watched it because I wanted to see if it's something I thought Grayson would want to watch. York has already told me three different times he had no interest in it. I was like, all right, man. Then Grayson and I will probably watch it. Okay. And then he ended up. And then she didn't know. I was like, I want to go ahead and watch this so I can talk about it. So I watched it one night. And I'm like, this is so bad. I was like, there's not, there's seriously just two, there's seriously two sets. Yeah. There is Foul Manor, and there's the Fairy World. That's it. And most of the action takes place at the Manor between wow. Artemis and the Fairies, and some other set piece where the actual bad guy. Is only to come, who gets defeated, but only to come back later, you know, for another installment, I guess. Right. It's it's such a cluster. This movie's so bad, dude. So it's setting up for a possible uh, sequel that might not even get greenlit. <laughs> Man, now unless they're gonna go straight to Disney Plus like this one. And honestly, this was the best idea yeah. for them to do this. 
the only decent character to watch is Josh Gad in this movie because he kind of hams it up, but not in like a, not in like uh, an Olaf from Frozen kind of hamming up. Mm-hmm. Um, but he takes his character and tries to do the most with what he can because he realizes he's in a children's movie. Right. So he's trying to, uh, he's trying to uh, do the most with what he has. Let's put it that way. Okay. And he ends up being the one character you only you're only interested in. You don't give two shits about Artemis. I don't. I didn't. Didn't really care about his dad because they really didn't delve into that too much. Okay. Like just a little bit at the beginning, just kind of what you know, just to set up the fact that Artemis knows about these creatures and has a big knowledge about it. That's really about it. Um, but yeah, it's. It is, and they have this. Oh God, I can't remember the name of the word, which is amazing because they only said it every other sentence. Because I think I was texting you about it, and I wonder if I could find that real quick. Because it, they did. They straight up, like every. It's this magical this thing. You know, this thing they have to go get. Every yeah. you know every movie has a thing. Oculus. <laughs> Oculus. Oculus. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my God. They have to find the damn Oculus. And that's the whole reason why the fairies are trying to get there, why the bad guy's trying to get there, because they seem to think Artemis's dad has his goddamn Oculus. And no time for that now. We have to get the Oculus. Right. You got it, Commander. I'll be in. Sorry. I'll be I'll be heading to Artemis to try and get, get the Oculus. Let's hope he still has the Oculus. Oh my God! It's seriously, it was like every other sentence, and I was just like, "Who wrote this bloody script?" I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm about to lose my damn mind. I don't have enough alcohol for this movie, <laughs> and it's late. But I seriously, like, it is so bad. I, I'm like, what is going on with this? Like, why? Because I knew it had been delayed. Because I remember seeing the posters from a while back. Right. And I couldn't figure out why on earth this movie was delayed. And even now, I'm still like, no, you guys had all this time. This movie was delayed twice from its original from its original uh, release. There's, it's been delayed twice. You already had to shoot extra, you know, extra scenes. You had to get Colin Farrell to kind of join. How do you not? have a grasp of this movie and what this movie is, you know? And it just, it was astounding me. I couldn't figure it out. I was like, come on, man. And Kenneth Branagh knows better. And I like him. I like him more as an actor, I think, than I do as a director. I think that's pretty much a kind of a given. And it's just one of those things like, because I always had a problem with the first Thor movie. It's like one of the Marvel movies I've like not... It's like my least like Marvel movie. Yeah. And I can never really just put my finger on it. And I just don't know what it is. And I freaking hated Murder on the Orient Express. Hated that movie. Like, I had so many feelings after coming out of that movie. Going into yeah. it, I was like, okay, this might be a fun little caper, you know. Because I'd seen right. the original. And looking back, the original is actually kind of boring, too, to be honest. Um, it could use a little punch-up. But the new one was just terrible. And him and that's stupid mustache tried to just ham it up even more like i get the mustache is supposed to be a thing 
but you're doing the most with it. Right. Anyways, um, so yeah, uh, trying to get back centered. <laughs> this movie made me so mad. Um, but yeah, so the the lead character, the guy that plays Artemis, uh, I guess it's Ferdia, F-E-R-D-I-A, which is a guy's name. For although it sounds not, I'm thinking right. it's Irish or something, um, or Scottish. Uh, Ferdia Shaw is actually the grandson of Robert Shaw, the actor from Jaws, played Quint. So okay, yeah. Uh, so there's that. <sighs> I'm not even gonna read any more about this movie. I'm just too. I'm so over it. I'm so mad that I mean, I'm. And this thing is, nobody asked me to watch this. I did this all on my own. Even the kids so. bailed out. <laughs> that was your sign. Yeah. <laughs> I, I sh- every now and then, I actually need to listen to York, because he may actually know something. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so because uh, because it's on because it's on uh, Disney+, Plus, you don't have to worry about going out there to uh, try and find this movie because <laughs> uh, no reason to. Okay. Then it comes right. down to, do you want to gamble your time away? <laughs> yeah. Put it, dude, if your kids want to watch it, go do, yeah, put, put it, it on for them. them. Go do the laundry. Like, step away. <laughs> yeah. Step away. Do not make this a movie night. Please do not make Artemis Fowl a movie night. Find something else to be a movie night. Yeah. Watch the Mandela Mandela effect instead with your family. (laughs) There you go. There you go. They all can go through conspiracy theories and all kind of stuff the rest of the week. Talk about (laughs) Bigfoot and the like. Talk about parallel universes and parallel worlds. Is life a simulation? Hmm? The way things are going right now, I wouldn't be surprised. We are are the Sims. (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. Uh, All right. Let's move on to something a little less cheerful. Um, all right. So the next one I watched, because um, I'm fairly certain I hate myself, um, and I didn't feel like watch, experiencing any sort of, any sense of joy this week, um, I, watched, uh, I watched Athlete A on uh, Netflix. Athlete is a, uh, follows the Indianapolis is a documentary that follows the Indianapolis Star uh, reporters that broke the story about USA gymnastics doctor Larry Nasser's abuse and hear from gymnasts like Maggie Nichols. So this it's a phenomenal documentary. Um, it is gut wrenching um, to hear some of these stories. Uh, it's coming in at it hour and 43 minutes um and uh let's see here it does interview a lot of the a lot of the gymnasts that filed these lawsuits and everything else and also um it uh and also the coaches as well and follows the reporters and then um but it talks about Sorry, you were came in to give me a hug and kiss. 
<laughs> with a whisper and then shut the door kind of hard. All right. Um, I'm glad I'm glad you came in when you did though. <laughs> right after Artemis file, you needed a hug. <laughs> yeah, a word. No lie. He must have known. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it follows it, these gymnasts and the reporters that uncover the the story of the sexual abuse that had been going on between uh, the gymnast Dr. Larry Nasser and um, the gymnast by giving massages and then doing more and then nobody, everybody was afraid to come forward. Um, finally, Maggie Nichols's parents tried, you know, tried to contact the coaches and you know they were saying we need to call the police and they're like no 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 we'll we'll take care of it let us call it, let us contact the law enforcement you know we'll contact the FBI let them know and all that which they didn't do and so when they finally did get in contact with the FBI they didn't they kind of dragged their feet on it because it you know everybody's in cahoots and whatnot so they're trying to sweep it under the rug, and nothing came of it for, let's say, like 15 months. And then more, you know, people were talking to other gymnasts, and then she didn't get selected for the gym, you know, for the, for the uh, Olympic team. You know, she was, you know, ranked high enough to be selected, but they didn't. They ended up not choosing her. So they knew that. It was because they were trying to report the, co- you know, the doctor. Right. So, uh, finally, uh, something came up and they reached out to the Indio- Indianapolis Star and uh, they ran with it and then broke the story. And then more gymnasts came forward to cooperate. The FBI finally took a serious interest in it because it was getting national attention because. Unfortunately, sometimes that's what it takes um, to get cases, you know, more in the spotlight, unfortunately. And uh, they just broke the story. It shows the interview with Larry Nasser. Um, yeah, it's it's this dude's a creep. Um, these poor these poor girls, what they went through. The coaches are not good people either. Um, it's just heartbreaking to watch, but it is amazing. I mean, it's done. It's very informative. It makes you feel for the athletes and makes you hate the people you're supposed to hate. It portrays the information correctly without any sort of slant, which is what a good documentary does. It just provides information, lets you come up with your own conclusions. Um, most of our listeners, I'm sure remember when this broke, uh, back in 2015, I believe. Uh, I, I definitely do. And it just, it just heartbreaking. Um, if you like gymnastics and know the story, you'll watch it. Um, if you like sports documentaries, I think you'll probably watch it. I mean, it's a little bit hard to watch just because of, you know, the subject matter, but I think it's important to watch though, too. Um, it definitely gives you a different kind of perspective as to what these gymnasts go through, especially teenage gymnasts, what they're going through, because they're not adults, they're kids. Right. And it's just so much is being asked of them. And then when something like that happens, I mean, it's just, uh, 
but um but yeah no it was, it was good um i'll recommend it but it's i mean you kind of have to be in the mood i almost want to say to watch a documentary like you know with that kind of subject matter right um but it's well done it's not it's not done haphazardly um it's done real well so um yeah so that one was good it was just hard to watch (laughs) so whereas artemis foul was just crap and hard to watch (laughs) (laughs) you know um so that's what i got uh so speaking of things that are going to be hard to watch we'll just keep on that trend (laughs) (laughs) uh trailers Mm. Have you seen the trailer for Greenland yet? Yeah. 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 I think you told me it was like uh, Geostorm. It could be 2. Geostorm 2. It could be. Yeah. So, uh, I still haven't seen Geostorm. Uh, Angel Geostorm has fallen. There we go. There you go. Yeah, that's a good that's, combo. That's magic. A crossover. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, a family struggles to survive in the face of a cataclysmic natural disaster. So instead of flames, flames coming outside the face, fireballs, fireballs are falling from the sky. Um, so the poster, you can, uh, I can't even read the poster here. It says, let me see if I could use my, I'm going to try and use my movie voice. <clears throat> from the producer of the John Wick franchise, The Town and Clash of the Titans, Gerard Butler in Greenland. How's that? That's cool. Yeah, that I'm bad. Yeah, yeah. I could do it. Um, Gerard Butler, uh, Marina Baccaron, who was in Gotham also. She was also in Firefly. She's buried to, uh, married to Ben McKenzie. Um, Scott Glenn is in it. Um, David Denman, a.k.a. Roy from The Office, is in it. So, I was like, oh. And I'm trying to see who else. Yeah, I don't... Don't know, don't care. Uh... Rick Roman Raw? Who the heck is... Oh, uh, snap, buddy. He wrote Angel is Fallen. Angel is <laughs> Fallen. There's the connection. <laughs> and he directed Snitch with The Rock. Uh, that movie. That was just... I mean, it's a... That was definitely... That. Hold on one second. Oh, dude. Okay. He also was in the movie Cuffs with um, Christian Slater, which I absolutely loved that movie from 1992. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite Christian Slater movies. Um, that's hilarious. I didn't realize he was in. That's that's awesome. <laughs> I love little pieces of trivia like that. Anyways, this looks like it's going to be ridiculous. This looks like when we will definitely end up. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Toad's. Toad's going to rip that. Um, but, yeah, it. it it's a disaster movie with Gerard Butler. Um, that comes out August 14th. And then let's see here. What do I got? Broken. I'm like Gerard Butler trying to corner the market with the movies. <laughs> do what? He's like, though, he's right now. He's, he's yeah. the most movies coming out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's like, he's trying to corner the market with rock, you know, he's yeah. petition, whatever the rocks not saying yes to. He is. Right. I mean, I like Gerard Butler. I mean, he's I don't want top. Him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind him. I, I definitely don't mind him. They can they can they can cancel the Has Fallen series. I'm cool with Den of Thieves. I'm cool yeah, with a sequel to that. I'm cool with a, I know. I know. Sequ- You're the I one know. that posted that. Yeah, I, I know. I'm just saying they, they, they probably need to 
stall Rock that. Through. Yeah, just but then Rock. a Thieves sequel. I'm cool with that because I like that movie. Yeah, I, I they can like make that. that into a, they can make either one of those into a into a TV procedural, like true, like a series. Yeah, if he wants wants to act, just go to TV. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just makes some more sense. Yeah. You can just turn the Has Fallen series into a new series of Twenty Four. I mean, it's you know just without the chichum chichum chichum. Yeah, the whole the whole like the movie is basically season one, and then the next movie yeah. is season two. Just break it up. <laughs> You already know, man. You already know. So the next one is the Broken Hearts uh, Gallery. So um, basically this is, what if you saved a souvenir from every relationship you ever, you've ever been in? The Broken Hearts Gallery follows the always unique Lucy, a 20-something art gallery assistant living in New York City who, is, who, ha- who also happens to be an emotional hoarder. 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 There we go. Hoarder? No. Uh, after she gets dumped by her latest boyfriend, Lucy is inspired to create the Broken Hearts Gallery, a pop-up space for the items love has left behind. Word of the gallery spreads, encouraging a movement and a fresh start for all the romantics out there, including Lucy herself. It sounds stupid, but I have a feeling I'm going to end up watching this, and I'll probably end up liking it. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. Um, so, according to the movie poster, it comes out July 17th, but according, if you look right over to the right on IMDb, it says August 7th. So, we'll probably shoot for August 7th, because that makes more sense. Oh, uh, movie star Selena Gomez. As the, Selena Gomez and Bernadette Peters being the only two people you will know. Oh, Ego Wodum from uh, Saturday Night Live. Also in it. But that's about it. And then lastly, uh, I just saw this one before we started. R-E-S-B-E-C-T. The Aretha Franklin biopic. Okay. Um, starring Jay Hud. So it's the life, life story of legendary R&B singer Aretha Franklin. Currently in pro- post-production. And it says in theaters in December because, you know, Oscar season. Right. Got to get that Oscar bait going. Um, so, yeah, J-Hud, uh, Forrest Whitaker, and trying to see if there's anybody else. Marlon Wayans, Mark Marin, uh, Titus Burgess, Tate Donovan. So, some decent actors in there. Mary, Mary J. Blige, of course. Got to be in there. Um, it's directed by Liesel Liesel L-I-E-S-L Liesel Tommy oh she directed uh, uh, Dolly Parton's Heartstrings a um, couple episodes of Mrs. Fletcher uh, Jessica Jones basically TV uh, Insecure yeah so looks like uh, so yeah uh, looks interesting. So gotta get the Oscar getting the Oscar Oscar bait movie started. Right. So should be interesting, man. <sighs> All right, man. I think that's it. All right. I think you uh, think you did a great job talking to at least talking about a movie that sounds 
you know, a couple of movies that sound interesting and mine sound depressing. <laughs> well, <laughs> Artemis Fowl, yeah. Yeah. Because I, I watched some reviews on that. I'm like, yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to skip that. <clears throat> yeah, you're, you're not <laughs> wrong on that. Yeah. But my curiosity will almost always out-trump any sort of review. Yeah, I mean, that's what led me to eventually watching Doolittle. I'm still... Yeah. Cats is still scratching in the back, so that may happen at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel you. All right, buddy. Well, I guess we're done. All righty. Well, I'll try and do better next week. <laughs> Find better. I'll make something, better choices. I'll, some, I'll something do like uplifting. I, yeah, I'll do I'll do like I tell my kids. I'll do. I'll try and make better choices. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you really uh, need to make better choices. I'm surprised that's not what York didn't. I'm surprised that's not what York uh, said to me when he. What, that's probably what he should have said to me when he walked yeah, in and gave me a hug. Yeah. Make better choices, Daddy. Or beforehand, like you know what? Maybe I should skip this. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's like, Daddy, you should skip that. <laughs> Out of the mouth of babes. Uh, yeah. True. <laughs> All right, but, well, I guess uh, don't forget uh, join the uh, Facebook uh, fan group if you haven't already, and um, look forward to announcements regarding the watch party that will be a week from tonight. Well, tonight for us because we're recording Sunday. Right. Um, uh, I guess by the time you listen to it, it'll be this Sunday, July fifth, yeah. eight p.m. All right, for myself, Jeff Hall, and Patrick Terry. <laughs> there we go. You got that long pause. There we go. Uh, we're going to say good. We'll say we'll talk to you all later. Later.